Welcome, Pudding People, to another episode of Everybody Loves Pudding. I am your host, Ken Lemon Seymour, with your co-host, Richard Orange Geiger. Orange, you're glad to be here today. We did that just for you. A special dad joke to start the episode off right and lose at least half of our listeners. <laughs> at least half. At least half, right? Well, we are ecstatic to be back with you. We have a fun little conversation in store. We've been thinking about this for about the past week, uh, off and on, and then I frantically thought about it for about a day. You know, that's my preparation process uh, when I just realized that I've put too much on my plate. Gravy? Biscuits. That was uh, dinner the other night, actually. Uh, biscuits and gravy. But, no, this time we are dealing with one of our favorite subjects, movies, obviously. But uh, specifically from that sparkling decade, that, that jewel that still shines so bright in, in many of our memories, that of the 1980s. What is our top 10 movies not from a genre not specifically action not specifically horror not specifically comics we might have had a difficult time doing a type 10 if it was just comic movies mm. um, but uh, you know just movies in general we wanted to challenge ourselves but maybe we didn't realize we were going to be challenging ourselves but we definitely challenged ourselves with this particular list and so I guess how I can relate it is we are kind of children of the 80s we talked a lot about the music that we like, and it's from the 90s, the early 90s. But we effectively grew up in the 80s. And a lot of these movies, honestly, I don't even know if a lot of these movies we as kids ever saw in the theater. Um, Not most of them. Anyway. But a lot of these we saw on VHS later on um, and have grown to just like have a i mean there there are so many movies from the 80s it's ridiculous it's the age of practical effects it's the age of just the intro of some poor visual effects there's a lot of clay in front of silver screen in front of like just you know like what i'm saying like the the the, the beginning of visual effects so you it was it was actor power it was practical effects power and it was stunts. stunts, explosions, things like that. So this yeah. is the era of really, really good filmmaking where you didn't have to rely on a green screen. And it wasn't uh, wasn't dangerous at all, right? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing ever went wrong. No. Um, well, I don't know about you, Richard, but uh, I had a, a mild hard time coming up with my top ten. Uh, you're talking about there's so many movies, hundreds, really. Um, and I was able to get it down to uh, a narrow field to be able to try and whittle down to my top 10. I got it down to 86, I mm. believe, to try and narrow it down to 10. That was not easy. I had about uh, 60, I would say. Uh, but I, my selection process as I went through this, I, I think, played out a little bit easier in that I kind of knew going into it, there were some first ballot, no doubt ones, and I knew what they were. And when I looked at lists, I was just like, that that was one I thought of. That like That's the one I always was going to put on a list like this. So some of them were really easy, like no problems. This is going to be make the list. This is going to be on the list. But then kind of getting that 60 
down from the eight, not the eight, but the six that I knew for sure, and then getting those last four in on the list, I think were my challenge. Yeah. So before we get into the meat and potatoes, a couple of notes, obviously. Um, we shouldn't have to say this, but we're going to anyway. Uh, we'll be talking about these movies probably to a certain depth. So there might be, well, there will definitely be spoilers. But if you haven't seen it by now, uh, I don't know what to tell you. Um, <laughs> you had 30 years. Let's come on. Yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. But it, you know, it's possible this might uh, introduce some new generation into some classic movies and it'll be good. Uh, in addition to that, I just wanted to remind everyone that we are available for contact on social media in a variety of formats. We have Instagram and we have Facebook, both as Pudding Guys. We are on Twitter as at Pudding guys, we are on Twitch on occasion. We try and stream live episodes. We weren't going to try this one just because, you know, kind of a last, not exactly last minute, but you know, yeah. sometimes things get the don't don't just cooperate for that particular thing. But of course, maybe our most important uh, contact location would be our Patreon. For just a dollar a month, you can support the Pudding Guys. Help us find new people to talk to. Help us find new equipment to talk into. Help us find new puddings to try. Uh, just a dollar a day, it, it can make a big difference, and we definitely appreciate our patrons. Uh, also, as a small note, this is only the second time we will have talked about this specifically, but... Don't forget to take advantage of our new tool, the Ultimate Comic Movie Database. It's right on our website, www.everybodylovespudding.com. Just click on Ultimate Comic Movie Database. You get a complete connection to anything that has ever been associated with a comic. Well, maybe I should rephrase that. Anything that was ever based upon a comic of any kind and made into a movie. You can find out about the actors, Ooh. the directors, Ooh. what comics they were based upon. You can find all these date range the wins the wares exactly it's very customizable there's even a top hundred who has been in the most and does it fit your definition of comic movie but with no further ado on to the episode now i feel like the reason that we picked some of these might be we had them on vhs we owned them Maybe we watched them when we were at our babysitter and they had them or it was something that went from movie to TV and it was on TV for a while as a edited version, possibly. I hate watching those edited versions. They're on TV. pretty bad. Yeah. Um, I, I one of my one of my favorites is a, my favorite one liners from, I guess, any of the movies, which may or may not be on our list here is um, Yippie Kaye and it. We're, we're a PG one, so yeah. yeah, um, yeah. On TV, it was Yippie Kaye, Mr. Falcon. So, <laughs> which is still pretty funny. Pretty funny. It's <laughs> one of my favorites of all time. But yeah, I didn't watch a lot of the made-for-TV edited versions of these movies. But that was a big thing. That was a big thing yeah. for '80s, early '90s to put them on. You know, CBS, NBC, whatever, as an edited version. I was originally going to try and balance it to a certain extent. How big was the movie? How influential? Uh, do people still remember it? And then I changed my mind and said, no, this is my top 10. This is 
are these movies important to me? So regardless of whether they're really well known, are these movies that have a high rewatchability factor for me? Is it something that I will pull out regularly? I mean, several of these I will watch maybe once a year, uh, maybe not quite as often, just depends. But so several of them are are if I'm in a particular mood, uh, particularly bad mood, it will pull me out of a bad mood pretty much any time that I watch it. So they're great for that reason. Some of them just because they had an impact on me as as uh, a younger gentleman. Uh, those are those are kind of my only my only uh, concerns in making the list. But at the same time, because I have a great love for the 11 i couldn't quite get it down to 10 <laughs> films that will be in my mm -hmm. my grouping um i can't rank them i i just, they're well with maybe one exception i know which is the top one and that's the one i'm going to leave for the last one but other than that i don't know if i could put one above any of the others i could put some below the others mm. but i don't really have a rank um a ranking on mine, but I can probably think of a couple that I'd like to put towards the top of the list. So I'll try to do the same um, towards the end here too. Uh, we, we're not going to have a honorable mention section, but we're going to have a mention section. Exactly. And we're going to machine gun through the rest, like a big chunk of the of the other ones that we had, because of the thousand movies that came out, there are some that we want to at least put a name on our recording and people are like oh i like that one or that one's mine you know maybe they'll recognize that as one of their favorites as well but there's just so many we have to get a mention on just at some least of some the of them yep. yeah I, I'm not, I, there's no way i can go through the other 70 that that would sure that be can. an episode by itself well not not in detail but at least say ah oh, this name this name yeah, this name this right. name that's right. All right. Well, why don't you start us off richard what's one of your top 10 okay so <clears throat> This movie falls in with, uh, I think, maybe 10 others on this list, and they could have been interchangeable from the ones that are the mentions. But uh, I'll just throw out there first. I'll do Terminator. Ah, that almost made mine. So I, I feel like that one, and I, I, we even mentioned maybe in the last podcast that we did that uh, Terminator 2 is one of the best movies of all time. Yes. Um, this particular movie... I feel like it. Some people really don't like Arnold Schwarzenegger for whatever reason, for actor, for whatever. But during his prime in the '80s, he he had this stretch where even the bad movies were awesome movies, right? Yeah. yeah. And in this movie, he doesn't have to talk. He doesn't have to do anything except be menacing menacing and the story is not just an action movie it's kind of a a, a, a romance in a sense a running yeah. a, a fleeing romance yeah. in, in a small sense disguised as a an action movie with a i feel like hints of terror Oh, yeah. There, um, there's some suspense yeah. at the very least. Yeah. So it's got a little bit of everything kind of built into a nice packaged movie. Now, there's some effects in it. This is when we're talking about, like, the practical effects. Mm -hmm. You know, some of the scenes for the, the Terminators or, like, the the face bits that got shot off or all those yeah. types of things. Um, you know, 
obviously during that time frame it could have been better but it still delivered the point and it set in motion the sequel to it as well which came out in 91 so we can't make this list but um even the ending oh you think you think that terminator's done nope it's not done and well he had some pressing engagements towards the end though (laughs) (laughs) so it's kind of hard to describe why you wouldn't like this movie okay maybe you don't like arnold I don't know. But it's got Linda Hamilton, and she's and Michael Bean. fantastic. Yeah. And Michael Bean, well, he was hot. Yeah. Hot. Yeah, definitely so. It The, the, the film just it surprisingly holds up well. I mean, you wouldn't think with the technology jumps, but it it's less dependent upon that. It's more a pacing thing and uh and a way that the story is told. It it's it's a really, really good film. Yep. That's I think that that's just it. It if you ever tried to remake this movie, you're making a big mistake. Like, yeah. This just needs to stick as a standalone. Well, that then they ha- hey, they haven't tried to. They've tried to make uh, about a hundred million sequels to it, but uh no no uh, reboot, as it were. Uh, yeah, Thank right. Uh, definitely a good choice. Okay. Well, let's uh, go to my my first one in the, the list of 10 slash 11 films that I could get it down to. Um, Clue. Mm. I don't know if in, any of you are familiar with this film. Uh, it's It's got, a, at the very least, a cult following. Mm-hmm. But uh, you wouldn't think that a, uh, a film based on essentially a board game that can be as divisive as Monopoly, depending upon who you're playing it with, would, would be a good movie. But, oh my lord, just the casting alone in this film, I cannot help but just it's kind of a jaw on the floor especially at this point in the 1980s i mean nowadays we see these large budget films that will just bring together this massive amount of talent these actors and actresses they're just all fantastic you didn't see that as much at least not in the 80s not that i saw anyway Mm, the collaborations yeah um maybe the um uh the um like the breakfast club would have been a good example of that so that was there's a handful but even then with that film they were starting to hit their star power but they weren't already these people were already there yeah i mean they were all names i mean you got tim curry uh you've got madeline khan christopher lloyd michael mckean martin mull i mean it's it's just they were all fantastic and the comedic timing was just dead on and the jokes were excellent and i wish i could have experienced this i didn't get to see it in the theater but it it was released with multiple endings and depending upon which theater you went to go to see it it had a different ending and it wasn't until it was released on uh, a recorded format that you got to see all of the endings it was it was just so brilliant. It was it like one of the first ones on like Laserdisc is what I I feel like I remember seeing Laserdisc. Wow. I, I there's something something specifically about this. Maybe it was the first one that was on VHS. It was it was some format that it was it was it was really the first on, and that's one of the reasons people started seeing this more often than not because mm. it was available. But shoot, it was just so funny. 
little top secret here. I've never seen it. What? Oh, we've got to fix that one. That's that is a movie that I own and will will continue to own because it is it is beautiful beyond words. Um, if you have not seen it, I definitely suggest it. Okay. Now, on to number the next one. That's right. Number the next one. Hmm. What order should I put this in? Um, I'll do this one next. It's in the line here too. Um, uh, I've got Beetlejuice. Oh, I've got that one on my top 10 as well. So we do at least have one crossover. Yes. Um, Eric Baldwin. (laughs) (laughs) A very thin, a very thin one. Young. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, so the, hard to describe this movie other than genius. Yes. Um, talk about the cast, right? So yeah. this has Keaton, who is just fantastic. Tears it up in this one. Yeah, he he is he is on point. Uh, and I, this is one of those films that I really want to know. Okay, what was written? What was riffed? Yeah. Uh, Winona Ryder. Yes. Young. Very much so. Um, this was, um, gosh, what's the director person? Uh, uh, Tim Burton. Tim Burton, yes. Mm-hmm. So this, you got a glimpse of, in the mind of Tim Burton. Also hot. I feel like all the things that are going to end up on our list have connections through all these different movies that we're talking about. I think here. a lot of them. Um Gina Davis, uh, you've got, uh, I'm spacing a couple of them, but Catherine O'Hare. Catherine oh, O'Hare, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. This, this movie would not have worked without her. She, she had, because as, as supernaturally um, dependent as the plot was, you had to have not just normal people, but these normal people had to have personalities that were just way off not crazy but very eccentric eccentric and she did that personality perfectly i mean could not have gone better i just you know like just get a kick out of all the little like when they go to different places right so they're 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 dead, but then they have to go to like like when they're in the waiting room, for oh, yeah. example, like, like oh, DMV. Yeah, yeah, just all those little behind the scenes things. And there's lots of, I think, I think the thing that's different if you watch this movie is the lighting and it's the color too. Oh yeah. So like the palette that is in here, it, it and it evolves. It goes from scene to scene. Things change within the color palette of this movie. Even that you notice, and the movie gets funny funnier creepy yeah uh over the top uh always and then you're like is is this something like is this going to take like a dark turn and it It, not exactly doesn't exactly do that it's just like it it kind of tips the scales a whole bunch throughout the course of the movie and i had this I for sure had this one on VHS like all the other ones and watched it way more than what I probably should have. Yeah, same here. Uh, and we've got uh, Jeffrey Jones as really kind of the only straight character 
the straight man uh, that every comedy needs, and he played that. I mean, he still has uh, the character has excellent eccentricities but he was the one that was trying to be the most normal of all of the bunch mm-hmm. uh which works pretty well slightly against type for a lot of the the parts that he would get but but was was just fantastic the use of a claymation uh throughout the film for mm-hmm. some of the special effects and seems like it would just be awful but it really really worked no it was good like the worm, the yeah. yeah, that I mean, it's it's like well, we were talking a little bit about uh, Pee Wee Herman a little bit from this time frame too. It was, it was kind of like that combination of camp and supernatural and all that together is just fantastic. the The soundtrack was solid. I mean, I I still have Shake Shake in in my mind. Just oh, puts yeah. a smile on my face every time I hear it. Um, it is fantastic. Uh, yeah, Jeffrey Jeffrey Jones was hot during the eighties too. Yeah. Um, the the first one that came to mind actually to me was um, Howard the Duck, uh, since we like comic book stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I mean, he had a lot of other things doing. Like um, he's in Ferris Bueller's, right? Yes, he was. Which is an awful movie, but that's beside. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, <laughs> On to your next selection. On to my next selection. Uh, we'll go with a little Kurt Russell on this one. Uh, you know, Kurt's been in quite a few really interesting films, but in the 80s, he's in one of my favorite, another kind of cult classic uh, that is just phenomenal, and that is uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Mm, that is a... That is an amazing movie. Yeah. It's not in my top 10. It's on my mentions here for sure. But that movie is fun. Like, yeah. It is. It is. Uh, um, it's directed by the, the zombie. Who am I thinking of the director in this is? Like Dawn of the Dead zombie? Or um, like uh, Romero. Romero? Yeah. Was that right? It could be. Let's look. Because I don't remember. Carpenter. John Carpenter, yes, yes, yes. Okay, sorry, wrong, wrong thing. Yeah, John Carpenter. Yeah, I think of John Carpenter in a lot of different things. Ghosts of Mars actually stands out to me because mm-hmm. people don't like that movie, but I like Ice Cube and Natasha Henstridge, and that movie's funny to me. So. Yeah, but you know, Big Trouble in Little China has uh, another instance where there's a really strong cast not not as many obviously big names as the last one that i went through but i mean you got kurt russell you've got a uh, pre-sex in the city kim cattrall uh you've got uh, uh dennis dunn you don't see in a ton of stuff not really not as a prominent but he killed that uh second lead role uh mm-hmm. he i mean it's just kind of really you it was believable but james hong as the the villain the, yeah. he's good in everything he never i i don't think i've seen him put in a bad performance once i i think what you'll find is in a lot of these a lot of these movies that we are mentioning they're good for a lot of reasons but the cast is always pretty solid in oh, those yeah. Movies. oh yeah victor wong as the uh the tour bus driver that's also the kind of magic user i guess for lack of a better term but the but okay so 
taking genres and mashing them together and kind of subverting expectations. I mean, talking about color palettes, everything is kind of a bright pastel mm -hmm. in a lot of this film, which again, just sounds like it just would not work in, in an, a martial arts, super supernatural martial arts film. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> but it's so, it's so dead on the bright colors kind of keep you there. The fact that he is more American than American as the, as the, as the main character and completely out of his element but you know it doesn't matter because i'm the action star so it's all going to work out just fine yes and see that's the john carpenter makes a lot of good bad movies oh yeah and i think that this was like one of the oddballs and it's a good good movie yeah right? you know it it comes off as being a bad movie, but it's not. But it's not. That that's just it. Like it's so sneaky fun to watch this movie. I just remember the the um, the like the 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 bad guys. Oh yeah, and the one that you know puffed up and exploded and one that shot lightning like the like the lightning bolts. This is very it. memorable. Yeah, so the one like, of flying kicks all over the place. Mm -hmm. The it was just oh. And the scene where uh, where the magician and the the main bad guy come into conflict and they're using their magic against each other and it turns into a video game. Literally, they they both have a character they're controlling and <laughs> trying to have a sword fight with characters of energy. It's it's fantastic. I I, I often wonder if when it was planned. When this was made, if they're like, this is going to be so funny, it's good. Or like, we're taking this seriously. No, no, it wasn't meant to be like that roundabout humor. No, no, this was supposed to be funny. And then like, it's how it's presented. Like, yeah, that's pretty funny. Well, it wasn't meant to be funny. You know, like, I, I wonder how it was supposed, like how it was supposed to be presented basically that would be i'm sure there's uh i'm sure there's at least one documentary out there that could answer that question hmm. yes i do like that movie it's very fun but on to your next pick good sir okay i'll just do i'll check this one off here next um we did a movie review on it delvin loves it transformers the movie uh yes that did not hit my top 10 uh if you'd like to listen to our movie review of Transformers the movie, <laughs> click here. Yeah. Um, I, I, so I guess there's not much to describe in this except the soundtrack is killer. The voice acting in this movie is killer. And it brought a bigger stage and a bigger set of circumstances to one of my favorite shows that I ever watched when I was younger, which was Transformers. Oh, yeah. And then it followed the continuity of the TV show. Um it followed characters kind of, died characters died it followed offshoots because of the toys instead of the tv show so we had that in there too funny Again. but um yeah so you you had established characters and things that went ha that that happened before the movie after the movie happened it's not like they just forgot about it everything that followed it was based on what had happened in the movie so how often did that happen in any sort of uh, a cartoon, anything that hit a movie? Yeah, they're usually just a, a one-off of some sort, so not much else to say. It's a, just a yeah. great movie, but the, like I said, the soundtrack in this one and the scenes where the soundtracks hit and the timing, just killer. 
How about a little Sly Stallone? Mmm, which one? First Blood. First Blood, okay. Yeah, I, I love the Rocky movies. Would not approach the top ten. I mean, even even my favorite of the ones in this period, Rocky Four, was a really good film, but it I, I couldn't put it towards the top ten. However, First Blood, oh my lord, this was an eye-opening movie for me. I mean, first of all, I had seen Sly Stallone several times and seen the type of films that he was in. It's like, oh, action star. Okay. And he was good at it, but that's all I ever expected from him. No depth, no nothing. Um, Did you watch any of his adult movies? I I was a child at that point, so no. <laughs> but uh, no, it, the fact that this was dark and very as close to grounded in realism as I had seen any sort of an action film attempt to be at that point. And it was character development. You mm-hmm. had you had not only backstory that got revealed as you went, but the the character changed over the course of the movie, which between all of the, the, the combat and and the and the psychological um, kind of angst, it was just it was amazing. So I I've definitely seen the movie. But I never really, it, it wasn't one that stuck with me. Not because it was bad. It was just, I, I think part of it was how I had watched the Rambo movies. Because I, I feel like I watched the sequels first. And the sequels are completely different. Oh, yeah. And They're just it. greasy action, right? Yeah. And it's just, I've got a bow and it's got grenades on it. And I'm going to shoot at this helicopter and it's going to explode. And it's nothing like what this first one is. Mm-mm. Like this could, it, this is its own kind of standalone. There's more to tell than just the action. Basically. I mean, the PTSD wasn't even a thing at this time. Nobody had put anything, to my knowledge, like that in there. Uh, it was not a term that was being discussed. And the whole concept: well, what if somebody with PTSD? Uh, what if that person was the biggest badass that you could possibly have and you just kind of finally pushed him and you're just you're you're in the way of the typhoon it's just it's it's gorgeous i mean there's no no way around it the pacing is excellent there's suspense uh the 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 character interactions the relationships that mm-hmm. are formed nobody that's another that maybe that's the other reason that it really hit me there is nobody in this film except for maybe one of them nobody's a bad guy it's all gray it's true i mean one of the sheriff's guys is kind of a punk but even he isn't exactly a bad guy. He's just a guy that you would never want to talk to in real life. And I I don't like you sort of a thing. But, I mean, the, the sheriff, he made some bad decisions, sure. But he's not evil. Just a bad decision maker. Yeah. I mean, it's just he, he, he was a he was being um, a bit of a. Uh, I don't know if bigot is the right word, but he definitely was not, uh, he was not being a better, his better self. <laughs> Let's put it that way. True. But, and this, this speaking of the tones, it had a lot of that green and gray to it. Oh, yeah. 
a lot of that, and that set the mood for the whole movie. I yeah. felt like it was just it was just fantastic. Yeah, so that one that one's a um, a good movie. I like that one. Okay, another one. Let's let's eeny meeny miny and um, mow it. Um, so I'll go with an obvious choice in a sense. This was so. When the first Star Wars came out, that was in the 70s, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, when the last Star Wars came out, that was now. Uh, so, strangely enough, things have turned. But in the in the 80s, there were two Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked Empire the best of those two. If I had to pick the three probably Star Wars would be my favorite of the three, but of the ones that are in this era, which we are talking about, it's Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, widely regarded as a, as a lot of people's favorite of that initial three Star Wars movies. Sure. Um, now, there's a good reason behind that. That's when the big plot reveal happens. Plot reveal. Um, the good guys don't win, right? Yeah. They survive. But you have introduction of new people mm-hmm. and kind of a not a cliffhanger ending but an ending where a lot is in doubt you yeah. don't know what's going to happen um the whole training sequence everybody's on the run the whole movie's in doubt there's like it's i think the theme of this one is is doubt yeah the theme of this one is you just aren't sure that Everything is going to be okay in this movie. And it starts out it starts out with, you know, all those sequences at the beginning. Like you know what I'm like mm-hmm. it just the whole the whole feel of the movie when you're watching this movie is like this is totally a different movie than the coming of age movie that you saw a couple years before it. Sure, sure. All the same cast came back. All the same characters. All the same plot lines and more. And I know you're you you like Star Wars, but you're not a Star Wars fan yeah, per not, se. Not me personally. But but I feel like this one was just one that I watched and watched and watched and watched and like I said, it has all those elements that you don't see in a good movie. Plus, now this is key, it wasn't directed by George Lucas, hmm. which made it better. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sorry, George Lucas is worth like $6 billion right now because he's a smart businessman and a good storyteller, not because he's a good director. I always thought, and this may not be the best... Um this may not be the best description, and it may preclude my ever getting a chance to talk to him if <laughs> if he ever hears of it. I always thought of George Lucas as a gentleman with excellent ideas mm-hmm. that he should give to somebody else to flesh out. Uh, that would be the Indiana Jones movies. Yeah. I mean, that's that that's bottom line. I mean, he's... He, and that's one of the reasons that the Star Wars movies never sit with me quite as well. I mean, when I was younger... Uh, yeah, I had a different opinion of them because I had not had a chance to experience uh, sci-fi that was, how can I put it, good. Um, no, I'm just playing. Uh, but more in depth. I mean, it's uh, I 
that's one of the reasons that I like Star Trek more than I like Star Wars. So it was a great introductory into what sci-fi was. And, and like you said, that, that plot twist, it was really big, but it, it didn't resonate with me in the same way. I actually liked Return of the Jedi better as a kid anyway, uh, than I liked, uh, the, the second one. Uh, it just, um, it's not one that I guess there's the thing I talked about at the top of the program. Is it something that I would ever want to watch again regularly? No, I saw it. I've seen it a couple times. I have no interest in ever seeing it again. I want to watch them all. I want to watch them all repeatedly and I want to watch them with my kids and I want to explain to them why some of them are good. Some of them are bad. Yeah. Why you should watch them in this order and why of the eight that are out right now, that are the main plot line, it's quite possible that the two that were made recently that were complete offshoots that weren't even part of the main storyline but just side developed might be better than a lot of the other ones that were even made, which is sad. I'll keep keep watching the new ones. I'm going to keep giving them a chance because there is such potential in that that story. Even, Even if I didn't like certain aspects, the book offshoots were just fantastic at least as they i didn't read all of them i wrote i read like one or two and then uh, my wife has read like i think all of them ever and she's very much a a fan of the 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 fan fiction or not fan fiction sorry the the fiction that followed the films that the new movies were not really based on yeah Uh, but it's sad yeah I mean, it's, it's, it is, I knew, I kind of figured that Star Wars would make its way onto your list. Yeah. It's got to be in there. Yeah. It, it needed to be mentioned at the very least in the 1980s because yep. it has a, a strong cultural impact and it's, and it's got a big place in history. Yes. And lots of money. Oh, you're not kidding. Somebody has uh, got a Scrooge McDuck kind of uh, pool going just from Star Wars royalties. Um, See, smart businessman. Smart businessman. Well, let's go from uh, some more serious fare and science fiction to uh, some more comedy again. Hmm. Uh, we talked about uh, Steve Martin a little bit earlier. Let's go back to Steve Martin. Okay. And let's talk about traveling these wide United States and how it is not always fun, <laughs> depending upon who you meet. Who you're, yeah, depending on how and who you're traveling. That's yes. right. Planes, trains, and automobiles. I watch this every holiday and will continue to do so. Well, I, I think I think one of the things, like there are a certain key members of the acting community that kind of stick out in your mind. It's not to me, it's not Steve Martin, it's John Candy. John Candy is amazing. And we don't have any stuff from him from the last how many years because he's not with us anymore. And how many things we th- the just killer movies that that dude could have made, um, especially kidding. now, even even being older, if he would have you know still been alive right now, just the types of movies that that dude would have been in. He not only had comedic timing, but he had the ability to have people feel for him when he was in a role uh, you just wanted to like him which is how many people there, there's a handful that that well look at look at tom hanks he's his career is that mm-hmm. you like him you want to know him you you feel empathy for him 
He does that in nearly every single role. And John Candy could do the exact same thing. He would have been just still still chugging him out to this day. Yeah. Now, would you... I've seen most of John Candy's stuff. I know his stuff. Would you say this is the best of his stuff? Or it, is this the best movie that he's in? Uh, if you're talking about his best performance, maybe. Uh, best movie he's in, I think, certainly. Um, he, I mean, he was good in everything. Um, he was in another film that didn't quite make the top ten, but it was a small role. Uh, I had a hard time kicking it out because I have a love for that film. But he, he usually goes for a very straight-up comedy, or I should say usually mm. went for a very straight-up comedy, and often doesn't have a lot of depth. But that's why I like this film so much is because you you kind of see you have to see it coming i mean the way that it's written you're 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 knowing that they're going to try and pull on your heartstrings just a little bit and normally when i see a movie do that instead of uh having that kind of feeling arise i get angry because i i do not like uh, formulaic attempts to play on my emotions i need i need some real uh, some real writing some real payoff don't just tune up the sappy music and and do the bare minimum to try and elicit a reaction you you need something real um they they delivered with this and it was it was so good and i still tear up at the end nearly every time well I think the thing about it is if you're going to have a movie stretch out over however long and it's going to be two people, mostly two people. Yeah. Those two people have to be good, have to have a good rapport and have to be good at their craft. Oh, yeah. Um, and they were hitting all the notes yeah. <laughs> when, when that movie came out. They're masters on that. And the best rant, maybe maybe the best rant, but one of my favorites at least of any film ever when he goes after he has gone to pick up his car that is not there and has to trudge back to <laughs> it, is, it is the most beautiful expletive laden bit of anger that we have all felt at some point that he just vents out and it's it's gorgeous as uh, there there is not a downside to this movie the, the pacing is perfect the writing is perfect Nearly, I should say. And it's just it's just great. A holiday treat. Yes, it is. Okay, so we've got to go through a few more here. I'll just do I'll do some more uh, Tim Burton. Okay. I'll, I'll throw in some Batman here. It, I had to knock that one out of the contention, unfortunately. I, I think, so when I watch this, and we, we actually just did our brief discussion on it recently because our uh we hit that we were hit in that 2003 in our most recent episode so this would have been 89 yep. so it's only a couple episodes back a couple of episodes back on it and it's got the it's got the color like tim burton yeah it's got the musical score like tim burton da, 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 like trumpets and, and prince <laughs> and prince um jack nicholson which at that time did just a killer performance of an interpretation of Joker. Right? And a good one. And a very, very good, good one. And then that character has evolved a lot since then in print 
in animation and of course on screen as well. Yeah. But just DC has always struggled, I think, when it comes to their presentation of their product on screen, um, in a sense, in a certain sense. But they've always done really well with Batman. Well, well, this one and the one after it, and then it devolved very quickly with bat nipples and stuff like that. But this one had Michael Keaton just killing the game. It had the toys, right? It had yeah. the, it had the Batmobile. It had the Batcave with the TV screens and as high tech as you could get in the eighties. It had the giant handgun the, to shoot down the the plane. The plane <laughs> and uh, it had Bob. Yeah, we love Bob. So. I don't know when you're when you're a kid and you you see this character come to life, not as some brooding in the shadows type of character, but more as a, but but not a playboy philanthropist character either. Yeah, no. Like a, he's a, not ambiguous, but he's he's not he tries to leave it undefined. I think yeah. to a certain extent. And I, I, I just, I just remember the scene where they're, when they have the Joker gas and the balloons, and then they fly in. He flies in with what would you call it, the bat wing, mm-hmm. bat jet, bat jet. I don't know, and, flying bat thing. And he's got the machinery guns, and he got the rockets, and he shoots stuff. But he just, the Joker is just like standing there, standing there, and then he gets. He gets pissed. He gets pissed because he took all his balloons. Yep. You know, just it's funny. Yeah. It's I don't know. I, all the bits and pieces go well together. I had listened to the soundtrack. You had, uh, you know, like you said, Prince on there, and it's a typical. If you if you've seen any Tim Burton movie, like this is a Tim Burton movie. That's like like I said, like the the trumpets. If you watch. Um, um, the Nightmare, Nightmare Before Christmas soundtrack is like identical to it's, what this one it's is. It's real close. It's pretty funny, actually. But um, I don't know. I just, it's something that always stuck with me. I had it on VHS. I watched it way too much. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Uh, from one movie you watch way too much to a movie that I watch way too much that you've already mildly commented on, uh, but were incorrect, and in that it is a fantastic movie, and it makes me smile every time I watch it because it has one of the best actors of all time uh, in it, being Matthew Jennifer Broderick. Gray? Matthew Broderick. It is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they Mi- did, they Mr. Jones a, is in that, right? Yeah. Mr. Jones and me. He did a great job as the as the principal. No, no, he did. Yes, he's fine as a he, principal. He nailed it. Uh, uh, the the nice young lady that was in another big '80s hit, Dan- "Dirty Dancing," was uh, also in it, and she did fantastic in her role. Um, the, they went to a Cubs game. They, they did. They went to a museum. They went to a Cubs game. They oh. snuck into a restaurant and almost got caught by their parents. They got in the middle of a parade mm. and the destroyed a classic car. 
Yay. It was a great day. It was so good. Now, if only Matthew Broderick wasn't the star in it, done. No, it wouldn't have worked. He was he was key to that film and it was it was it was fantastic and it had the if it wasn't for that film, we wouldn't have the ends of our comic book movies be the way they are right now. Um the post credit scene. The post credit scene. To my knowledge, it is the first movie that has a post credit scene in it. If it's not, let us know. Uh, I will even uh, shout you out on uh, social media if you if you mention something that we uh, we see on uh, on one of the areas that we look right. Hmm. 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 So post credit scene. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Don't make me smack you. Uh. uh John Hughes movie? Yes. Yes, it was. Uh, I seem to remember Planes, Trains, and Automobiles was, too. And Breakfast Club. And 16, 16 candles, candles. Pretty in Pink. So a lot of... Uh, Home Alone, but that's 1990. Close. Hot. He was hot. Yeah. He, 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 didn't, he didn't make a bad one in, in, in a nice chunk of time. All right, well, fine. You don't like this film. Let's go to your next choice. Well, I would have had a, another film on there, but unfortunately Matthew Broderick was in it, so I had to leave it off of my top ten list. Uh, <laughs> I might mention that one later. Um, we've discussed it, actually. Yeah, we probably. Just, yeah, yeah. Uh, it almost made my top ten, but not quite. It's got my, it's my, one of my favorite subjects in history. It's yeah. got great The cast actors. is amazing. Except for one person. Okay. Um, <laughs> so a lot of the a lot of these other ones that I have, I'm coming up, I'm leaving here, are some just blatantly obvious ones. But I'll throw one in there that I just thought was killer, in literal sense, uh, Full Metal Jacket. I that was one of the last ones I weeded out of my top ten. It was so close to hitting it. Yeah. That. The thing that stuck to me when watching this movie, um, you know, Gunny, who's awesome. Yeah. It's it's two movies. Oh, very much so. And that's the reason it didn't make the top ten for me. It's two movies that are one movie. That first movie that you get. Boot camp. Is you get... you. You're developing the characters, right? Because you're yeah. learning all about them. Yeah. You're getting a a view of boot camp that, you know, may be exaggerated. It may not be. It may be a pretty spot on view. But what you're getting a view is what these guys went through to become friends, to become brothers, to become a commandable machine that doesn't question the orders that they're given. Yes. Yeah. Until it's time for one of them to. I know. Anyway, the it's got talk about a cast. I mean, it's the, crazy. The good. cast in this one is so good that even the the hardcore gunnery sergeant went on to do how many things after this because he was so memorable. Oh yeah. For his role in this movie. Um, it's almost like he had uh, previously done this <laughs> before the movie. <laughs> Maybe he had some experience doing it. <laughs> but so you, 
we talk about one of the actors, so Vincent D'Onofrio, right? We oh, talk man. about him yeah. now because of what he's in in the, his role in uh, comic stuff. Right? Oh yeah, I mean he's the he's the best kingpin choice I could have ever hoped for. But he's you know kingpin's a big person. He's a big person. In the middle of his career, he was not a big person. No. Watch this movie. He's a big person. And that's part of the whole setup in that first part of the movie. And you you just like, you feel bad for him, but you're made to not feel bad for him. Not by the end. Nope. And just the creepy bathroom scene. Like that thing stuck out in my in my head. Just the instant sit down, pop, done. And I, that, like that's it. There's no aftermath to it. It's no. okay. Now they're in Vietnam. Yeah, and that that's the only reason that I didn't add it. I mean, it, it's phenomenal. Both halves are good, but they don't exactly mesh, and it makes a cohesive story difficult to swallow as a viewer sometimes. So, the fact that it got that high is both halves are really good. Yeah, and just the so like. You see them later on, and one is, you know, doing the, uh, like, the photography stuff, right? Matthew Modine. Mm -hmm. And the other characters, you know, are doing, like, so you get a little pathway from him, then he gets to meet up with the other people, and you get so many memorable one-liners you know (laughs) (laughs) are you talking about uh, learning about new types of animals certain reptiles that are they're are real they're They're, they're popular genuine Uh, (laughs) from the south from what i've heard yeah yeah Uh, i don't know i I, and you're right that it's not it's two movies it really is yeah it's it's a first movie that doesn't have an ending but kind of gets one it's a first it's a second movie that doesn't have a beginning but it did kind of have one yeah and i I don't know it's just if there was something in the middle i don't know what it would be but i don't know i like if you haven't watched this movie um i feel like there's just tense moments in it there's shocking moments in it in a sense yeah definitely but all once again it's in the 80s it's all practical effects it's all people acting and explosions and stuff like that so so again going from something dark to maybe something not quite so dark um one of the other kings of the 1980s was eddie murphy nearly anything he touched was just gold and he he's that's the whole reason i have 11 entries on this list rather than 10 i i was trying to just weed it to one eddie murphy film and i couldn't quite do it so i'm I'm in one slot i'm going to put both of these just because i couldn't couldn't pick between them they're both fantastic yes uh coming to america that is one um I don't. I'm going to say Beverly Hills Cop. No, that one. That one got cut. Forty eight uh, hours. Nope. Trading Places. Oh, I should have known that. Yes. Those films are a couple of the best written comedies. Again, with great character development, fantastic casting. I mean, you've got Trading Places with Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy, and you could have put anyone around them. And it would have been a fine movie, but they didn't didn't just put anyone around them. They they had a just a fantastic supporting cast, and um, 
there, there's there's words. I mean the the amount of there's a combination of sight gags. There's the situational comedy. There's you know some real questioning of what it means to be someone who identifies themselves as anything. And that's the thing that I really like about that film. Yeah, it's funny, but think about it. What does this really actually mean? Uh, you know, I hear there's a coming to America sequel in the works. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. Hopefully it will. It's probably just going to be fan service, but I think I'm okay with that. Um, but uh, the coming to America is let Arsenio Hall at his height, along with Eddie Murphy at his height, just kind of do whatever they wanted to. And that's fine. <laughs> it was, it was, it was beautiful. Um, an early Samuel L. Jackson, Ooh, uh, his true. first film, I think maybe that he was in. If it wasn't his first, it was darn close to it. Uh, the supporting cast on that also is just an amazing group. You got James Earl Jones. I mean, anytime you can get him in in any sort of a role is just is just wonderful. Um, and just it's there are scenes that uh, that will just resonate forever. Uh, going to the bar to try and find the right woman, and just the slew of just awful choices that that are at that bar. Um, you know, even you know if you're familiar with Freddie Prince Jr., who I'm I'm a big fan of uh, from his films, and just you know similar mindsets and interests uh, of a variety of things. He every Monday is like it's Murphy Murphy Monday because. Eddie Murphy was just that good, and uh, I'm excited that he's kind of getting back into the, the public eye in a sense. Yeah, where he's he, being careful. Yeah, no, where he's acting more. Like, That's what I mean. Yeah, he's being careful in what he's choosing because at at one point he couldn't miss everything he touched was gold, and then he couldn't hit <laughs> everything he touched was awful. You're saying Pluto Nash was not a good movie? Not Oscar worthy. No, no, it was it was a stinker, um, uh, and and a lot of them, if they weren't stinkers, were very contrived. I guess is the nicest way to put it. Uh, very formulaic. Hercules. Hercules. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that that film did not do a lot to. Uh, My little Hercules. Uh, uh. Distinguished Gentleman. Was that 1980s? That was 90s, wasn't it? Yes. I'm going, to, I'm going to say yes on that one because if I missed that and that was 80s, that should have hit the top 10. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Just fantastic. Mm-hmm. I like Eddie Murphy. Yeah. I've got some of his scribbled down here, too. Um, this has been my reverend since I was a little boy. <laughs> I love this man, Diddy. And why are you in a clapping mood? <laughs> He needs more screen time. Yes, he does. Okay, so uh, this ne- there's no order, but these next ones are just all kind of uh, killer. So, literally, all of them. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I'll just start from the bottom and work my way to the top. I've got a dark crystal. Good choice. That is a fantastic choice. That. Uh, somehow I overlooked that one a little bit. It would not have hit my top ten, but a fantastic movie. Yeah, I I remember. And why 
why we watched it or had it, I don't know. I just remember Try my stone. When I was when I was young, we was that the the babysitter that I was at? I can't remember. Had like a copy of this movie, and we watched it all the time. Now I don't know if you'd call this a kids movie, because mm, it could be, it could could not be. You know, the scary beetles and the skeks. As 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 much of a kids movie as Watership Down was. That was an animated movie based on a book. Uh, It seems like it'll be a kid's movie because it's all about a bunch of anthropomorphic animals, at least in the sense that they all speak. Um, It is not a kid's movie. (laughs) It is disturbing. Interesting. Let us know if you've seen it. Um, So The Dark Crystal, even so much so now uh, that it took a while, but... Now there's a series on Netflix, kind of a prequel, if you will. I think. But um, I love Muppets. Jim Jim Henson, right? And all practical. Yeah. Like this is there's a there's a few. Well, as practical as a Muppet can be. Yeah. You know, lots of moving parts, fingers and toes, uh, an eyeball you take out and you pick and you hold and you look around. Yeah. <laughs> I. Just so I, I guess I'm a fan of puppets because Team America World Police is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, but it takes a certain craftsmanship, takes a certain bit of artistry to actually film it. You oh, know, yeah. like yeah. it's it's not something that you can just go out. Okay, take number two. Let's do this. Where everything's got to be in place and moved appropriately, and got to have the everybody on the same page, and the voice acting's got to be on point and yeah. I think you get this with with this movie, and a lot of people. I, I feel like there are two movies that are in this era that people kind of almost put together. It's this one and Labyrinth. Yeah, definitely so. Um, I didn't. I didn't get the same sense of wonderment, the same sense of awe, the same sense of I love this movie from Labyrinth at all, like I did from The Dark Crystal. I, I love Labyrinth. Uh, David Bowie uh, is weird, and I really liked that kind of weird. So it, it, it was on the same par for me on that one. And uh, Jennifer Connelly, too. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. But I don't, I don't know that, like I said, it's all puppets. It's not drawn. It's not special effects. No. It's all puppets. Yeah. That's funny and amazing. And for you, for them to present this entire world, just, and even, even the little creatures that run around in the like, just it's just puppets. It's beautiful. It's, I don't know. Let's if you haven't seen it, watch it, and then let's go watch the Netflix thing just to see what they did because I haven't seen it yet. Well, let's let's go with. Um, I have a funny feeling you have this on your list, and you may have it just a little bit higher than me. And you've already spoken about it just a smidgen at the top of the program. But it is uh, maybe Bruce Willis's finest film, Die Hard. Mm. It's in my mentions. It's in your mentions. Oh, yeah. I I gotta have Die Hard in that because it's speaking one, of holiday movies. Well, I was gonna say it's one of my favorite Christmas movies. No matter what anyone says, this is a Christmas movie. It happens at Christmas. There is Christmas. There is Santa's bloody Santa's, but Santa's. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alan Rickman, I mean, coming Killer. out of the gates in this film, just so fantastic. I mean, forget the fact that this is a ridiculous plot that makes 
not a lot of sense when you think about it. But who cares? It's all delivered so well and it's so fun all throughout the whole thing. And it has great catchphrases throughout and it has a satisfying end. And it's got Carl from Family Matters in it. I'm spacing the name of the actor, but uh, um, um, a double a double last name. Yeah, probably so. But regardless, that dude's awesome. This is this is the point. Hans Gruber, where 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 we uh, digress for a minute. But uh, um, I like so the 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 person. Oh, it had Levar Burton in it. Jordy from Star Trek: Next Generation. I swear. It was, I was going to say, the guy that was doing all the computer stuff. Oh, no, no, that's right. You're, uh, it was Clarence. Clarence. Um, he was He was in Walker, Texas Ranger. Right. <laughs> that's what I remember him from. Hey, hey, guess what? We're recording really late in my brain. As, uh, you know, it's, it's a normal thing. It's just like I mispronounce everybody's name. Uh, once we start recording this late, uh, it will start shutting down. So there's the first misfire. It's going to get worse. Uh-huh. Uh, Gilliard. Clarence Gilliard. I can't believe I said LeVar Burton. Uh, That's what I was like. Wait a second. Um, So we'll go with Reginald Vell Johnson. Right, right. Yes, absolutely. It's not really two or hyphenated name, but I was close. I I, I thought there was a weird double something at the end of his name. That it, yeah, there, there's there's no downside with this film. It's just really good. Bonnie Bedelia, right, right. Did, did, well, she was in the other ones too, right? Was she the... at least one of them, if not all of them. Yeah, she didn't get a lot of screen time, <laughs> so no. But who were these other ones? Oh yeah, uh, William Atherton, who is. And another one that we'll be talking about here in a minute. <laughs> From my list. From your list. I was yeah. like, I wonder if, that, if he's on my list, but no. Okay. I doubt it. Very seriously. Who else is there? I feel like... I thought there was one... Yes, Robert Davey. Right. Who's in... Was it Davi? Davey? Davi? Look him up. You'll recognize him. He's in a lot of things. He's a bad guy a lot. Yeah, he wasn't exactly in this one. <laughs> Just not terribly bright. Correct. <laughs> An FBI agent. Right. Uh, yeah. The second one, so I think one of the good things that we talked about with Terminator is it set up a second movie, which was even better than the first one. Yeah. I won't say that the second one is better than this one. I don't no. think that's it at all, no. but it did set up a lot of successful sequels. So this was like a franchise. The third driver one was super good. And they devolved. Cause that was Samuel Jackson. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of devolved a bit after that. Just a smidge. Yeah. Uh, they never bad, got bad. But, no, they're, they're always good at least, but not as not as amazing as the early yeah and and i think now and you know the last what five years ten years it's been more widely picked up as a christmas as a holiday movie oh yeah definitely and i think the popularity of it i mean you see it it's always on tv around the holiday time frame on 
whatever platform. So it's gotten more popularity, right? So it's like it's come back full circle. People don't care about the new diehards. They still want to watch that first one and the mm-hmm. second one too. The second one usually ends up because it's there's snow for the second one. Oh, also. yeah, yeah definitely. And planes and a lighter. Yeah, and what else was there? An airport. Yes. <laughs> if you're going to have a plane, I hope you have an airport. <laughs> what well, could have been on a plane? Yeah, with snakes. These M F. Okay, so. We're close. We got a few more on the list. Not many. Yeah, I got, what, two left on mine? So, these last three, there's no brain power with this. These are just, these are easy decisions to make, I I feel like. And they're all the same note. They're all the same tune, in a sense. Mm -hmm. They're just too easy to pick, but... Gosh, if I don't love these movies. So, the next one I've got is Predator. Yeah, that didn't quite hit my top ten. It was it was a hard cut, but yeah, that's such a good movie. The the action, the suspenseful music, dun 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 dun, like just 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 it's typical pure '80s action, adrenaline, sweaty muscle dudes. Yeah. Um, yeah, now, the completely unrealistic greeting between Carl Weathers and Arnold Schwarzenegger where we're going to not shake hands, we're not going to hug, we're going to attempt to arm wrestle in the air so that both of our biceps can be bulging at the same time. <laughs> it's so <laughs> awesome. It is. And then when they're when they're fighting and the the bad stuff's happening, he turns and he throws his giganto knife and stick around. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah catchphrases and just just enough of a hint of sci-fi to kind of get you in that that mindset yeah the bad guy has got uh science but yeah it's just more that he's invisible yep and billy i think oh, i think if you watch this everybody that watches this movie loves billy yes. i think billy is just awesome and then you're a little confused about why he decides to, you know, sacrifice himself. sacrifice himself, which did little to no good, but it just got him out of the way, you know, killed him off, yeah. which, was, which was fine. But um, yeah, Carl, uh, Carl, Carl Weathers is if you Carl Weathers was hot yeah. during this time frame. Also hot, like hotter, hottest, sweaty in this movie. <laughs> Sorry, no. but that dude is Jack too. That was a little man. thing from Action Jackson. If you are one of the handful of people that saw that film, I just love when uh, he got his arm shot off and it still kept firing the, <laughs> the gun. <laughs> oh, it was good. Um, it, was, it was cheesy goodness. And and you know a little bit of backstory on two of the people in this movie. So Jean Claude Van Damme was supposed to be the predator. Yeah. And he said, no, I'm not going to be the Predator because he couldn't. cover my face. Yeah. So they got somebody else who was actually tall to be the Predator. So that, I thought that was pretty funny. And, um, oh, the, the, I forget what his name is. His last name is Black. Um, he's, he gets killed off early enough in, in this, but he's one of the main um, actors. Now, he's the, he's the director yeah and he directed the one of the newest predator ones he directed iron man 3 he's directed a few other things so 
he's not really an actor, but he was in this movie. Yeah. And he's got, uh, I thought he had, he had writing credits in this movie, too, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe he did. I can't remember. But. I think he did. But the whole movie is just pure killer, just 80s action movie. And I can, yeah. if this thing's on, I can watch it at any time. Easy, it's easy to get into. I know where it's at. I know what's going on, and it's it's great. Don't I love the else. action. All right, I've got one more before my number one. Uh, that is this is the only one I knew for sure which one number one would be. But the one before my number one is the I was pretty sure it's going to be num- number two, and it definitely is. And that is uh, the Atherton uh, appearance that I was talking about. It is real genius. Mm. Val Kilmer at his best it's it is a movie I can watch to put me in a good mood uh, pretty much anytime I mean Top Gun's not when he's at his best no no he was definitely better in Real Genius Uh, Top Gun was close to my hitting my list but didn't quite make it Um, but uh, no it's this film is funny it is geeky it brings science in in a way that I hadn't seen it in any film in a lot of ways at, uh, at in a college environment that wasn't like uh, Animal House where it was just you know big parties everywhere and togas presenting kind of the the that sense of it it was you're here to learn kind of a a thing but it was the soundtrack was fantastic Tears for Fears at the end of the film. It's probably been like twenty years since I've seen this movie. And I've, I've seen it. I've seen it once. I had that's it. I had such a crush on one of the, the the women in the movie when I was younger. It was just kind of a funny thing. Uh, but you know, it's it's just fun. I mean, the whole concept is kind of ridiculous. You got a guy that's living in their basement, or not in their basement, their closet, I should say, sort of. It's the entrance into his into his created layer within the campus that nobody's noticed him which is hilarious that that mm. thought i thought was so cool when i was do, when i was watching the first time and then of course when i get older it's like there's no way so there's got to be maintenance guys that would run across him at some point it's the 80s man it's not like they had cell phones cameras and stuff yeah, they have doors <laughs> but it was so it was so good <laughs> and see that's we even talked about it when we did our Joker review. When yeah. you're in the 80s, it's just, if you watch a movie now about a movie from then, you're like, how can that be possible? But in that time frame, things were so technology-wise different, but like yeah. observational different. You just didn't think about things the same way. Yep. Uh, Tom Hanks, one of his first movies, sort of. And... Uh, uh, that still makes me laugh. It's one of my favorite just little cameos that he, at the very beginning of the movie, he just walks in front of the scene or walks in front of the screen. I should say, you see his face. Mm-hmm. He like turns for a second and walks off screen. And walks away. No yeah. lines, just early Tom Hanks. Fantastic. Still getting those royalty checks. <laughs> the, like the one cent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my annual salary, my annual royalty, one penny. Uh, too much fun. Lasers and popcorn. That's pretty much what my list is. Yeah, two more. So, um, I will go with RoboCop. Ah, excellent. Corporate America. 
meets guns, guns, and robots, and and police officers. Yes, it really is. It it's more than just an action movie. It's great satire. It's it is you're, you're it's about corporate America. It's about it is about the police and the the corporations basically trying to own they own and run the police now cuz it's moving to be a privatized thing and the big business wants to run up wants to develop this area and make it into a big new city, new what new Detroit. Yeah. And they come up with a fanatical idea to police the streets. One of them's Ed 209, and he blows away a guy. <laughs> the, the effects for that still just just are a joy to watch. So just like it, it should be, it should be a meme in modern days. Like if you just watch Ed shoot the guy, it's not just like ten bullets. It's like five thousand bullets. <laughs> but the scene when he's shooting, it's like bah, 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 bah. like it just goes on for like fifteen seconds of him just getting pummeled and the guy standing there just like <laughs> dancing and then the little splatters coming up. It's it's funny, but it's but it, it's not done poorly. No, it's not. The it's, commercials are just beautiful. And and the, the TV show yeah, <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> and the the car is the SUX three thousand, if I'm not mistaken, something like that. And the guns that they have, and the gun that RoboCop has, and Peter Weller just wearing this suit and just having the whole mannerisms down, right? Just like, like they did multiples. Yeah. And the second one was okay. The third one was awful. I think there was a fourth one even. It yeah, was, I believe that's the case. It was even worse. But well, the thing that, that gets me is the, the main villain in that. I mean, he was just hanging out down the street. Same old place. <laughs> they we were did last, week. last week. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, can that that still just tickles me just a little bit. That is, it's it's red. It's red. Yes. <laughs> and he does it so well, but he does his his goonies that he's got are great too. Yeah. And the uh, the person who is who are like the corporate people, the owner of the company. Right. He's in a ton of stuff. Tons of stuff. Um. The, the the whole cast, whether they were hot then or hot later, like the whole cast was just loaded with people that everybody knows. The, the designer uh, for that gets killed at the beginning of the film is is a big name. I see. Was that was that Giamatti? No. It, it, he's kind of similar like that. I'm I'm having a brain mm. spasm. I, I got to look this up now. You you. You take the helm. Well, the other thing, too, with, with RoboCop is one of the big scenes is they're in the warehouse and they're tracking down the bad guys, and he gets caught, right? And then they they kind of trap him down, 
and uh, Red, as we like to call him in this thing of discussion. Right. He Kurt, does a little. Kurtwood Smith. Right. He does a little. He's like, nee, 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 and then he like blows off his arm. Yeah. His hand. Sorry, his hand. But you don't see it. No. You don't see it. But they actually filmed it. Like, oh, they did. There is a actual version of that that includes him getting his his hand blown off. So you can get like I think it's the the director's cut or something of it. But like the movie is, it's violent, it's bloody, it's. And it was Miguel uh, Ferrar. Yeah, Ferrer. 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 Uh, and he was huge in the 80s. He was in a ton of stuff. A lot of TV acting yeah. uh, more recently. But I, is he? Oh, that's right. Ray Wise was He's in this, alive. too. Golly. He was one of the lackeys. Right. Right? Yep. Just fantastic film. I mean, there's there's really not anything bad to say. So, Paul, this is a Paul Verhoeven movie. Mm. And he had a really hot stretch, too, because he did this movie. He did uh, Total Recall, and I think there was... Oh, he did... Um, somehow good. Starship Troopers, which is another play on... Starship Troopers is not just an alien-slash-action no. movie. Total political run. Thing. Oh, yeah. Awesome movie. Yeah. Very underrated, but I love Starship Troopers. But um, that was... 90 something something so couldn't be on this list but yeah i was gonna say neil patrick harris uh was just now growing into himself in that film yeah a little bit bigger than a, a doogie yeah, type character yeah. um uh, ronnie cox that's the ron yes president the president uh, just fantastic just a killer 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 cast great action um the Gosh, when he when he kills the Kurtwood Smith character with his little fist thing. Oh yeah, the the, the computer interface <laughs> that is shaped like a giant spike for some reason. Yes. <laughs> like it's all just bloody and violent and over the top and awesome. Okay. Yeah, no, that's good. So that leaves one for you, right? Yep. Leaves one for me. So we should probably use this moment to just kinda mention a couple that maybe didn't quite make the cut. And I, 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 there were just so many in the '80s that I had a hard time. Like Blues Brothers, I wanted to put in the list, but we ready? We ready to the machine gun this? Okay, I want. I'm gonna do it, and you, 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 throw out a couple of so. Uh, Last Unicorn. Yep. Above the Law. Yep. Bloodsport. Kickboxer. Police Academy. Major League. National Lampoon's European Vacation. I like the original better, but okay. I have that on here too as. National Lampoon's Vacation. Yeah. Yes. Um, Excalibur. Right. Yeah. That movie was... That was fun. That's a good one. Um, the one I have on here, which is a TV movie, V. Right. That was really good. That was... And they tried to redo it on ABC, and it just failed. Yeah. Um, that's the... Uh, we mentioned this earlier. Glory. A right. Great movie. Just bad. Anyway. Uh, Secret of Nim. Oh, very good. White Knights. Does that have... Gregory Hines? No, I don't know. <laughs> How about Wise Guys? Joe Piscopo? Joe Piscopo, yes. Danny DeVito? Uh, that's one of my favorite lesser-known. Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home? I... 
Did Star Trek two? Wrath of Khan. Yeah, yeah always good. Uh, uh, running scared again. Gregory Hines again. I like Gregory Hines. Billy Crystal in that one. Billy Crystal. Uh, you know, uh, um, Waxwork. You were saying in one of your. I really like that horror movie. It's 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 cheesy. You can't take it too serious. Was that one remade too? If it was, I missed it. Um, Serpent in the Rainbow. Bill Pullman, man. Another horror film that was just really underrated. Heard of it. I don't think I've seen it. Uh, the Mad Max films. Two of them. Yeah. Um, Road Warrior and yeah. Beyond Thunderdome. Beyond Thunderdome was the one I was considering for this. A Scrooged. Mm. Uh, it was just fantastic. Ooh. Crocodile Dundee and Dundee 2. An instance where I felt that the sequel was better than the original. Both fun movies. Though. Both fun movies. Running Man. We talked We talked. We talked about before we end. earlier today. We talked about yeah. Running Man. We yep. talked about that. Uh, Silver Bullet, uh, uh, kid in a wheelchair. His his pastor or his reverend or his priest or whatever is a werewolf. Stephen King. Oh, missed that one, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I don't know what that one is. That one freaked my wife out when she was a kid and watched it. It is not really bloody. It is safe for most kids to watch. You should not show it to them. <laughs> <laughs> Shining for more Stephen King. I really wanted that to hit my top ten. I couldn't quite find a way to fit in there. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Fun. Fun. Not on my list anymore. Uh, Temple of Doom. Mm, yes. Uh, Temple of Doom and I've got one more on here. Um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. All right. Karate Kid. Uh, I really wanted American Werewolf from London to make it somehow because i love that film another really underrated excellent horror movie uh aliens i wanted to somehow make it in there lost boys there's a whole slew of horror movies that just mm-hmm. didn't quite make it for me space balls classic right uh dead poet society tron um last starfighter a mm. really underrated little sci-fi gem that one's fun and the really really Bad, cheesy, not cheesy, but really bad um, starship battles or like the um, the cockpit scenes. Right. But the whole movie, like that movie, because of like the, the creepy alien that was on Earth. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, so when I was little, I was like, oh, my gosh. Yep. That movie's great. Good Morning Vietnam with uh, uh, the, the late, great Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, she's having a baby. Fish called Wanda. Uh, big they live <laughs> I, that one that one right there so that one that one was close because that movie with with Roddy Piper so uh, I've come here to kick ass and chew bubble gum <laughs> <laughs> um, that evil, was another John Carpenter movie too. oh yeah, yeah. Evil Dead 2 um, uh, My Neighbor Totoro animated film uh Specifically, Japanese animation. Uh, it's beautiful. Uh, I wanted again, but animation was real animation. In the oh yeah, it was. It was uh, but it's so slow. I don't think a lot of people would find the same enjoyment out of it that that I do. The yeah. for real friends. Yeah, Fright Night. We talked about that earlier today. Mm-hmm. Romancing the Stone. Yes, with Kirk Douglas. Yeah. Um, uh, Whitewater Summer. Yeah, I have no idea. No idea. Okay. Do they go? Do they go somewhere in the summer and there's water it's, around like a river? It's Kevin Bacon, 
and it's um, uh, Sean Astin. I was having a mental moment, and it's uh, Kevin Bacon's taking a group of kids to teach him wilderness survival and things like that, and he's insane. It is un- unbelievably good. You go in with one expectation, and it's not that. It's it's really fantastic. It's like Deliverance. Yeah. Last Dragon. Um, uh, Enemy Mine. With, um, we, we, we talked about this uh, because of the airplane movie that yeah, he was Iron in. Eagle. Yep. Lewis Gossett. But. And um, oh, the other, the, uh, the guy and his brother is kind of kooky. Uh, Quaid. Quaid, yes. Dennis. <laughs> Not Randy. Uh, That's a good movie, yes. Yeah, I, and I, I've left a bunch of them out, but those those are the big ones to, to mention. Uh, I think the easy one, like Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. Um, Caddyshack, we like. I like that movie. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah. That, that was it's fun. Fun. Uh, we mentioned Beverly Hills Cop. Another one just close was Commando. Yeah, I couldn't quite do it. It was the the inconsistencies on the vehicle that somehow took damage, but didn't take damage, and three hundred thousand guys shooting automatic weapons at him, and nobody hits anything. No, but he can just shoot from the hip and just <laughs> mow down everybody. <laughs> what makes him, you know, amazing? Actually, right? <laughs> Field of Dreams, yeah. n- n- Naked Gun, Escape from New York. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. another John Carpenter movie. Yeah. Um, they live, the lethal weapon. Your first yep. one was in there. Big trouble. Gremlins. Yeah, I thought about that. It, it was a good film. That was a fun. I felt like a kid, a kids movie, but like a sort of, sort of, because of it. Turn. It took a turn, and the gremlins. They they were creepy if you're young, but not like overly creepy. No. You know. So uh, Goonies was in that time frame. Oh yeah. Um, Eddie Torres, the extra testicle. Um, <laughs> I mean that's a Cheech and Chong joke. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay. So we had Ghostbusters. We didn't even mention Ghostbusters. No. no. Um, Weird science. Back to the Future is that was near miss on my top ten. It's generally regarded as one of, if not the best movies from that time frame. Um, Scarface. People love Scarface. I, I didn't like that one as much. And, it was all right. Um, I am good. Short circuit. Let's keep moving. That's fun. Yeah. Highlander. Highlander. Highlander was on really my list good to consider. Yeah. Um, E.T. Willow. That's why Eddie Torres the actor. Oh yeah. Um, uh, Willow. Willow. Yeah. And then I have so there's a lot. There was a, there was four Bond movies in that time frame, but I was always big on A View to a Kill. That one was. That was the one where they were digging in a mine and they were going to put bombs in to blow it up. And then the bomb would have separated a piece of California and it had Grace Jones in it. Um, That was one of my favorite. I loved all the Bond movies. That was one of my favorite ones. All right. So on to the winners. What is what is your number one pick? You mentioned it. Aliens. Oh, fantastic. I... The thing about it, that movie is, when that movie came out, when Alien came out in the set, like, what, 79, I think is when Alien came out, I I wasn't, I, I wasn't going to watch that movie. I wasn't going to watch when Aliens came out, right? I was 10, 
Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So I just came to love this movie. I remember going back to made for TV that aliens was actually on TV. I want mm-hmm. to say CBS at one time. And I just remember being young. I don't know. I don't know why we were watching it and all, but I like flipped the channel. I was like, Oh, aliens is on. Like, I don't want to watch that because it's going to scare me. But let's watch. Let's have it be on anyway. And I just remember one scene. There's one scene where Ripley takes the the big APC vehicle mm-hmm. into the lair to get all the Marines out, and the aliens are hopping on top as they're driving out, and um, you know they smash in the window. But she runs over one of them, and like the head explodes when she runs over it. Like I that that image yeah. stuck out as one that re- I why that one it's just because it was a, was a. It was like, oh, she killed the alien and it splattered everywhere. And for some reason, that particular one little clip always stuck out in my mind when that with that movie. And when that movie's on, I always watch it. But the thing about it is, if you watch Alien, you don't need to watch Alien to enjoy Aliens. But if you watch Alien, it's a different movie. Mm-hmm. But it's still, you get the details that set up Aliens. You get you get the android like that to worry about the android you get where the aliens come from why are they going after these aliens why is sigourney weaver the main character in all this and that movie is just it's so good it's 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 got great actors it's got great development it's got this weird pace to it where things are kind of amped up and then all of a sudden it just Amp. It just something snaps and boom. It's yeah. just high flying action after that. Now the, the base marines are awesome and they got their guns and they're I think the everywhere. reason that you like it is just because the name of the artist in your name's the same name. The the artwork for Oh HR. HR. <laughs> Not spelled the same. Not spelled the same, no. <laughs> and honestly, I like Alien Three too because it's a once again it's a different type of movie. Yeah. It's not an amazing movie, but I like the third one. It's all right. The first one is pure suspense thriller, mm-hmm. tiniest bit of horror. Two is just straight up thrilly thriller action. action. Game and, over, man. <laughs> game over. Yeah, Bill Paxton's in it. Um, the scene where they're in the hospital and. They take a nap. Yeah. And, you know, they put the they put the two aliens in there and they wake up and the whole like the newt character is an interesting twist. Yeah. Trying to change the way that you look at things. Yeah. And of course Michael Bean's in it and he's just Yeah. He was in a little bit later. He was in Tombstone, and he's just—he was Terminator. He was just awesome. He yeah. was just a great. I don't know. I wish he did more. Anyway, Aliens is vibe. Well, I I I think that your choice of uh, number one is solid, but maybe a little inconceivable. Uh, my number one, cho- <laughs> my number one choice maybe is very easy to read, but. Uh, I think is the best movie of the decade easily, and that's uh, Princess Bride. It is as close to a perfect movie as I think I have ever seen made. I had a feeling that would show up somewhere on your list. There, There's no way around it. I mean, not only is the casting fantastic and the story hilarious, and the 
it, it's got great commentary and it flows well and it's got fourth wall breaking and scenes within scenes and it's it's just it's just fan i don't have words i it i get i smile every time i watch it without without fail it's the action sequences while there's no explosions or laser the actual sword fighting is one of the best sword fights i've ever seen in any movie in a comedy it's just um, it's, I, I don't have words mandy <laughs> thinking yeah he he did fantastic and uh carrie did uh, just a wonderful job I'll, I'll watch him in in anything anytime he's just wonderful let me some robin hood men in tights yeah uh speaking of robin robin wright i mean who had any idea that she would have the career that she said she's just made some amazing choices in films that she's run Thoris, run yeah uh, the the house of cards i mean sure that tarnished a little bit towards the end of the the show but uh, it's uh, the the andre the giant the most lovable guy that you could that you could see the some of the stories from the behind the scenes oh it's now we've had this discussion before i've not seen this movie I've tried to watch this movie, and it does nothing for me. And okay. I apologize to everybody listening because I know it's a fan favorite. I know people love it. My wife loves this movie. I just can't get into it. All right, I'm we're sorry. doing a double feature. I'm going to show you this, and I'm going to show you Clue, and you will you will be ecstatic by the end of it, I swear. How many drinks in before you push play do I have to be? Two. Two, okay. Good. Two drink minimum, just like a comedy club. Uh, but no, I mean, the, it's it's quotable beyond belief. And that's one of the things, like these films all have big quotes. The whole film is quotable. Yeah. I mean, I just don't have words. It's, 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 a, it's a beautiful thing. So, you know, you're, you're a movie that is immensely quotable and is very quotable to many, many more people than like what my, one of my favorite movies of all time, which is Cable Guy. But it, it, I, I know where you're coming from because my movie has all those quotes that I know by heart. And when they come up, it's funny to me. And every time I watch it, it's funny. And all the scenes are funny. Even though Matthew Broderick is in it and he's awful. Um, it's, <laughs> the movie to me is so good that it overcomes his awful acting within the movie. So I understand that aspect of it. Because my movie that I like, I'm really in the minority in, and the and I appreciate that everybody likes Princess Bride. I've tried to watch it. It's just like some of the other movies. I've tried. I sit down, and I'm just like, "Hey, Columbo reads you a bedtime story." Yes, and it's got um, uh, the kid person in it from wonder years fred savage yes. yes oh by the way we had mentioned one of my Mo. favorite uh shows that i'm watching right now which is party down fred savage directs a lot of those yeah so um yeah that's all i got fred savage it's just i yeah and uh uh Vicini, i mean uh, I'm spacing the actor's name, and I feel terrible about this. But he went on to play maybe the the best Star Trek role of all time with the uh, Grand Nagus Zek. Uh, if he has that 
that voice. And it's kind of really nasally, and it's <laughs> it's just funny on its own. And then, uh, I, 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 again, I just don't have words. Gilbert Godfrey? That would have been a very different Vecini. <laughs> I think it would have been interesting. But I don't think it would have gotten the same PG rating. Oh, no, I know what you're talking about. Um, he almost has a little bit of a, like a lisp. Yes. Kind of. Yes. Yep. Very much so. Bald head. Yes. Yep. Uh, anyway, so obviously at a very late hour, now that we've managed to go into the 12, 1230 side of things, we're probably going to have to bring this to a close. Were these some of the movies that uh, you enjoyed? Uh, we named quite a few. Uh, I, we're bound to have picked some that you've seen. And we've definitely missed tons i mean uh, it was there was a bunch on my list i didn't mention was cocktail your favorite favorite movie from the 80s yeah if you are you're a hippie hippie shake shake shake. but uh with all of your mind that's right but uh definitely let us know what are some of your favorites what are some of the ones that we missed um the that was not a question roadhouse (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not a, not a question, <laughs> not 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 for the co-host, but but for the audience. Dirty Dancing, but uh, yeah. Until next time, keep watching movies and let us see. I I just failed. We're going to cut that last part out. Will we? Yes, we will. And three, two, one. Bye, everybody. <laughs> uh, hold us to keep it simple. Until next time, keep watching movies. Thank you.